Thank you guys once again for listening to our campus update. Um, Chris and Tyler here again. And today we don't have a ton to report on. We just wanted to put another podcast out there to update everybody on on how we're doing, how our families are doing, and um, yeah, how Charlotte is doing as a campus. And just again, want to thank all of our supporters for your continued prayer uh, and financial support. Um, the partnerships that we have with you guys are invaluable, um, and we cannot thank you enough for, for believing in Impact Charlotte and what we're doing on campus. Okay, Chris. <laughs> How's your family doing? Family's good. Um, not spring break was two weeks ago, right? At the time of recording. Yes, today yes. is like the twenty fourth or something. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago. So the plan was to you know do some yard work, spend <laughs> quality time with family. Unfortunately, Megan's mm-hmm. grandmother passed away very suddenly. Um, which really affected her, and that kind of, you know, put everything up in the air in suspense of, like, what we're supposed to do. Um, yeah, because you guys were dealing with that for, like, the whole spring break. Yeah, right? so there was news that she went, she was hospitalized over the weekend, and then I think Monday she passed away, um, which was really hard for Megan because she was really, really close to her. Um, and then, so Megan had to figure out, like, how much work she, could she do? Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I had to watch the kids, but we eventually went to Raleigh to be a family and for the service over the weekend, um, which was really hard. It was really hard for Megan. I think it's still hard on Megan. Um, but besides that, I mean, after the service, Elliot got some sort of cold, uh, passed on to Megan, passed on to me. I think mm-hmm. Lydia had it, so our little family had a little cold after that. Um, but we're all getting over it now. But besides that, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess we're good. Besides Any, all that, that anything, whirlwind. Anything new the kids are doing? Elliot doing anything different? Did he do anything different? I, mean, every, I think every week they're just growing, right? Sure. They're just saying more things. Lydia's more attentive. She squawks more. Squawk? Yeah, she's a squeaker, squawker. Um, a, lot of, a lot of squawking. I don't yeah. know how to describe like a crow. it. crow. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a crow. Pterodactyl, as we call her. Um, yeah. Elliot's just, he's just so goofy. Silly, talking more. Also, you know, he's getting more um, hmm. hard-headed and hmm. particular about what he wants and what he doesn't want. Oh, yeah. So, just the normal two, two-year-old stuff. Yeah. How about you guys? Spring break was actually pretty good. Yeah. Good. yeah. I actually felt rest, rested after after it ended. But yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Yard work. Mm. Yeah. Quality time. time with family. It is, yeah. Put on those white New Balances. <laughs> well, yeah, that is like kind of one of the things when it comes to me being a, like a dad, like full on dad mm. mode. Like, I actually do care. Hmm. That doesn't mean I do anything about the yard. <laughs> but you I, care but more. I definitely know I care about it and I talk about it. That's funny. So, yeah, I just did. You have uh, plans in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just did the weed and feed this morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I could have done that two weeks ago, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah. So, other than yard stuff, <laughs> Lucas and Liam are doing good. Um, yeah, Lucas is over three now. He's like three and some change and um, saying new things pretty mm-hmm. much every day. Starting to 
really say sentences now. Mm-hmm. And Liam is, he's a growler, not a squawker. He's always <laughs> okay. growling. So. And he's starting to play with Lucas too. Yeah. Um, he's nine months. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be 10. 10 months. He'll be 10 in April. Okay. So, yeah, they're both getting along, which is really nice to That's see. Cool. That's really cool. So they can keep each other company for, I don't know, 20 minutes yeah, max. Sorry. Before and, someone and, hits yeah, someone. Yes. And then, yeah, Liam yeah. has bonked his head, yeah, or yeah. Lucas is just over yeah. this little kid in his house. So, hmm. yeah, nothing out of the ordinary with that, too. So, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, good. So, last time we did a podcast. Um, we told you guys that we had set up a table on campus um, with a sign that said, why'd you stop going to church? And we had some donuts to give away. Um, so yeah, we kind of want to update you guys on all the people that we've met. So Chris, yeah, yeah what's um, where would, where would you want to start, I guess? So yeah, after three days of doing that for a couple hours each day, um, we've really ended up with having eight people that we were able to share the gospel with and share a little bit more of our vision of what we're doing. And they said, yes, like, I like what you're saying. I don't know, be part of that. Right. Um, but one person stopped texting us back after she said this. Yeah, because so sh- sh- that one person met with us. Yes. Right? Yes. In person. And we were able to share more about what we do. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. Gave, and we always give everybody an option. Like, yes. Hey, if you don't want to do this, yes. that's fine. Just don't respond. Just don't. Just, yes. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what she did. Um, and then one person, after she met with us, at least I think the third time we hung out with her, heard more of her story and where she is spiritually, um, kind of a tragic story. Um, yes. I mean, again, remember, like, we're meeting these people because the science says, this is why I stopped going to church. Correct. Um, so they express some interest in God, but they're, like, some sort of, like... Right, the difficulty with church. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the question was. I think you asked her, like, where are you with God now? Yeah. And she responded with, I'm anti-Christ. Yeah. Like, she didn't say, I'm the anti-Christ. But right. The words she used were, I'm anti-Christ. And I hadn't heard that. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> so, both of us were like, mm, how do we, yeah. what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we thanked her for being honest. And I think we both said, like, hey, we we're very explicit in saying, like, what we do is talk about God, but if, like, that's not what you're into, like, we can still hang out. But no, like, that is what we're on campus for. Um, and we honestly left the <laughs> meeting pretty ambiguously. Like, I don't know what what, what she wants. Yeah. Um, I think you do a good job of, like, saying, hey, like, we're here. We're available. If you want to talk, text us. Yeah, yeah. Um, give you like put the ball into your court so I think that's what we did with her yeah. um, but the rest it's so everyone is so like spread out on the spectrum of um, new Christian to like s- like they actually are trying to do the thing right yeah. um, maybe you can tell people like what we do what's our starting place for these people when we meet them like um, like after we've gotten their number yeah, when we first table. sit down with them, like, what does it look yeah. like? Well, yeah, we, well, we lead with, when we, when we first meet them at a table, um, once we kind of give them our spiel, it's, hey, if you're interested in, interested in these things, we would love to hang out again, just hear more of your story, just get to know you more, and then, yeah, share some more about what we do. So we always lead with 
we just want to hear your story. Yeah. And if that goes well and those people are open and from what we can tell, you know, at least a little bit authentic and genuine, then I think it's like license for us to say, okay, thank you for sharing your story. Um, is it okay if we kind of like show you some things? And so we lead with the gospel. We share the yeah. gospel. Yes. Regardless of where they are on the spectrum. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, just because you say you're one thing, like yes. what are you actually? Just, yes. because you say, just because you say you're a Christian and you grew up in the church, like what kind of gospel do you believe in? Because there are multiple interpretations yes. of what that actually is. And so for us, it's, yeah, sharing a couple of tools that um, can, yeah, in a really, really simple way, uh, share the gospel. Yeah. Um, and that's like through one of the things we call the identity triangle, which is a good way to see the difference between what religion does to people and what a relationship with God does to people. And then another thing called the three circles, which is basically yeah. just showing people like... Um, that the world was broken, still believing in a good God, and what did he do to mend our relationship with yeah. him? Yeah. So that's, yeah, we we really get into what we believe in really quickly. Yeah. Instead of like, um, hey, okay, here, thank you for sharing your story. Do you mind coming to a Bible study or coming to a worship event or fill in a blank, whatever yeah. it is? It's, can we just share with you what we think is really, really good news? And I don't think... I can't remember off the top of my head a bad interaction after we shared like one of our gospel shares. Yeah, I don't think anyone said we're, we're like against the message yeah, I don't think that we happened. shared. Usually, usually, and this is where I think what we're learning because um, most people most people we meet with would still say they're Christian, right? Um, and then we would share this gospel very... Mm-hmm simply but um i think it's a powerful gospel share where it kind of shows them like yes everyone knows that jesus died on the cross for our sins um but like why does that matter and how does that affect you now and i think once we share this people are like oh i've never seen it this way i think that's probably our most um common like reaction right yeah it's literally these people who say they're christians their whole life respond to our gospel the gospel. Yeah, not our gospel. Our, the gospel. <laughs> in, in saying, like, I've never seen it this way. This That makes sense. Yeah. I want to be part of that. That's so simple. That's so simple, the way you explained it. They usually say, like, I've heard this before. It's not new information. But the way you explained it, like, I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for us, it's hard to say, like, oh, how many new Christians are we working with now? Like, how many, like, gospel, or how many people are saved? Right. Now, that's a hard metric for us to measure because, like, these people say they've been Christians their whole lives. Um, And then we share the gospel and they were like, it's almost like they've never heard it before. The Um, reactions seem like it. Yes. It's not that they've never heard the gospel before, but I think it's such a special and different moment in their life. Yes. That they're fully in tune with what's happening. Yes. Because they've been to... Service after service after service, yes. right? And they've heard the gospel. Yes, of course. And I'm sure they've made a decision in their life. Yes. But for such a different, like, moment in time, yeah. for them, they're very, very in tune to, okay, where are these guys actually right. showing me? Right. So, yeah, they're paying more attention, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so that's how we, we start the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they're all over the spectrum from being atheist to being like, yeah, I want to be a disciple who makes disciples. And a lot of our conversations this semester are, I guess, telling students, like, if you say that you're a Christian, that also means you're a disciple, Mm -hmm. right? But a lot of people think that being a disciple is reserved for a special Yes, the elite Christians. The ones that are really committed. And it's and it's a tense moment when we start to like tell them that you are actually a disciple because yes. yeah it's well I'm not elite I mess up every day yes. I don't feel like I can commit to this yes. I don't feel like I'm gonna I'm good enough or I know enough or I'm yes. gonna do it good yeah I do enough yes. um, but yeah then we we share that that scripture in Second Corinthians right mm-hmm. um, and it's it's again really amazing to see the light bulbs start to turn on yeah. like in real time yes. and they start to like accept okay maybe like it's not about me performing for God anymore yes. maybe it's just my identity already Yes. and from that I get to like live life with God yes. and that's what a disciple is yeah. loving God well loving others well yes. okay and I don't know how many times we can say this enough but um, usually not usually I don't think we've ever met anyone who said, yes, in my Christian experience so far, like, okay, let me fact. People do not say that in their Christian experience, they've been explicitly taught what a disciple does or how to become a disciple and makes disciples. I've never heard that before. No, which is wild, <laughs> wild. And all we're trying to do is saying, okay, the Christian experience is more than um, just, just salvation and attendance and Bible study and yeah. prayer. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. a very important part of yeah. the Christian experience. But there's also this part where Jesus gave authority to us to right. make disciples, yeah. and we're empowered by the Spirit to make disciples. Yeah. We get to be um, joining God in the ministry of reconciliation where we're ambassadors of Christ right. because of what he's done through us. Like That is a huge element of the Christian experience that people are not shown, yeah. which is all we're trying to do is show that to people. And so a lot of what we say is brand new information. Yes. And it just doesn't, like, it just bounces, kind of bounces off of, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, this is, I've never heard this language before. I maybe have read this Bible verse before, but not in this kind of yes. context. Yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of it is just brand new information. And it's a struggle for them to, like, accept yeah. it. Yeah. And we're not expecting people to accept it, like, to, like right off the bat. You know, it's, it's it's not like, hey, you need to know this now, but like, can we just introduce this new concept? Yeah, maybe, you know what? Right? And it's not a brand new concept because the first thing we do is like ask people, hey, who in your life can you share this with? It, it shouldn't be a new concept, okay. right? <laughs> right? It, it, it but it, it is. Shouldn't. But it, it is for them because is, we're actually challenging them to finally do it. And then we like this guy we met, like we we said like, who are like the first? First, I think we said like people in your life. And then we said, like, at least five. And then he grew down, like, eight people. Yeah. And, like, and I think all we said was, like, pray for them. Yeah. But the next week, he, like, had a conversation with all the people on his list yeah. of, like, where they stand with God. And, and like, he, I, I feel like all it took was a conversation about him, like, doing that. And yeah. he did it. And do, he was faithful do, to it. Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yes. yes. Can we give you easy steps to yes. do it? Okay, great. Yeah. And then you just do it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's that simple. And, yeah, we're just... Biblical, simple, reproducible. Yeah, but I think the the fruits, because it's not about like the um, success rate, right? How many times you share the gospel? So how many like like you said conversions that do you have, or like 
um, how many times are your students sharing the gospel. That is a metric, 100%. But we're looking for these small ways, right, to start following the way that Jesus lived his life, right? Who in your life can you start praying for? Yes. Who in your life needs to hear good news? And just maybe just starting the conversation, not asking them to list out somebody, but just start thinking about these kinds of things. But again, it all comes back to you don't have to do this, right? God does not define you by what you do. And if you don't do it, that's okay. Yes. You don't have to do yes. these things for God to love you. He loves you regardless yes. of what you're going to do. Yes. And that's, I feel like that's where every conversation eventually ends up somehow. It's, but what if like, I don't want to do this? Or yeah, those, those like, I don't know, those lies keep coming back. And so for us, a good metric is like, okay, do they keep on bringing up like these lies? And if they do, does that mean that we're not really addressing mm-hmm. like, the elephant in the mm-hmm. room? So, yeah. So that's kind of like how this semester has been going. A lot yeah. of those conversations with these, you know, with these new people. Yeah, and people are starting to like pray for their friends, sharing their faith, um, starting conversations with the people in their lives that they, that they care about. <laughs>